The softer-than-expected ADP report from the US came to the rescue of the desperate financial markets yesterday. The good, bad news posed the sell-off in equities and in bonds and softened the US dollar. Then American crude tanked more than 5% at yesterday's trading session. So welcome. This is Swiss Coast Daily Market Talk. The markets are on an emotional roller coaster ride these days. The slightest economic data point is capable of moving oceans, really. So yesterday, the significantly softer than expected ADP report and the news that 75,000 healthcare workers at Kaiser went on a strike yesterday actually sparked a positive reaction from the marketplace. Now, I know it sounds absurd, especially to those who are new to this and who are not yet used to how these financial markets react to the news. But yesterday was a very typical example of bad news is a good news kind of day. The US economy added only 89,000 new private jobs in the month of September. So that was much less than 153,000 thousand penciled in by analysts. It was also the slowest job addition since January 2021. I mean, it was a fairly, fairly low number. Now, the rest of the economic data was mixed. Factory orders in the US were well, better than expected in August, but but the services PMI came this close to slipping into the contraction zone, meaning below the 50 threshold. And the ISM's non-manufacturing component also hinted at slowing activity in the US. Mortgage activity, on the other hand, in the US fell to the lowest level since 1995, as the 30-year mortgage rate in the US is now ready to flirt with the 8% scary mark. So just remember that housing and services in the US are among the biggest but biggest contributors to high inflation numbers besides energy prices, of course, and we will talk about that very shortly. So seeing these factors actually cool down has a meaningful impact on inflation expectations, hence on Federal Reserve rate expectations. So yesterday's soft-looking economic data from the US actually tempered the Federal Reserve hawks after the stronger-than-expected JOLS data which was released a day before, triggered panic the day before. So the US two-year yield took a dive toward the 5% psychological mark. The US 10-year yield bounced lower after flirting with the 4.90% level earlier this week, while the 30-year yield hit the 5% mark for the very first time since 2007 before bouncing lower on relieving news of soft job additions in the US. Hallelujah! So the US dollar index retreated across the board and equities rebounded. The S&P 500 jumped from the lowest level since the beginning of last June. Now the score is one to one really in the market. One good news for the US jobs market this week versus one bad news. So everyone is now holding his or her breath into this Friday's jobs data in the US, which will uh, finally determine whether we will end this week with a sweet 
or a sour taste in our mouth. Sweet would be a loosening jobs market for the US and sour would be a still strong jobs data which would then fuel the Federal Reserve expectations onto the hawkish side and further boost the US yields and the US dollar while the US yields are at a very, very critical moment right now. Because look, for the first time since 2002, the US 10-year yield comes at a spitting distance from the S&P 500 earnings. So that means that equity investors, well, they don't get rewarded for taking the risk for investing in these risky equities. Now, we can argue how risky the US government papers are or are becoming, especially the long-dated ones with the US political shenanigans the exploding national debt level in the US and the looming fiscal crisis due to all that spending. But today, the US 10-year paper is still considered safe and you will still more likely than not get your money back at maturity from the US. And well, they yield almost 5%. So that's really not a bad Yield. So that's bad news, obviously, for equities altogether, because the S&P 500 is now approaching critical technical levels as well. The index is just around 60 points above its critical 200-day moving average. And below that level, a major Fibonacci retracement, which is the 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on last year's rally, and which stands at 4180 level, should actually distinguish between the actual positive trend building since last year, or a medium-term bearish consolidation for the S&P 500. Now, looking at the seasonality chart, the S&P 500 could actually dip just about now, so there is actually a chance that soft jobs data from the US makes that dream of equity investors come true and we could see a better end of the year. But one thing is sure, the yields and the US dollar must come down to keep the S&P 500 on a rising path for the end of the year because Morgan Stanley highlighted this week that profits at the S&P 500 companies are actually inversely correlated with the US dollar because their international profits account for about a third of the total profits. So this simply means that when the US dollar appreciates, well, the services and products of the S&P 500 companies become more expensive for international and foreign customers. And higher prices obviously do take a toll on sales volumes and on profits, so on earnings expectations. So besides the fact that higher for longer yields offer juicy returns for those who accept to take less risk than investing in the risky S&P 500, well, the S&P 500's earnings expectations also weaken with the stronger US dollar, which also results from this higher for longer interest rates prospects for the US. So in summary, well, the common denominator to relieving all financial pain in the market right now is the yields. If the yields ease from the actual levels, it will be okay. If not, well, we will eventually have a difficult end to this 
this year. Now, the rising suspicions that the global economy is headed straight into a wall well, didn't really spare oil bulls at yesterday's trading session. The barrel of American crude actually dived almost 6% at yesterday's trading session, slipped below the 50-day moving average that stands around $85 per barrel level and is now below the positive trend base that has been building since the end of June and US crude is consolidating just below these critical technical levels this morning. So it was a sharp move, yes, and the six and a half million barrel build in gasoline stockpiles in the US last week certainly helped bring the bears back to the market, even though the rest of the data also showed a more than two million barrel draw in the US crude inventories over the same week. So yesterday's price action was informative in that it showed that what matters the most for intraday moves in the US crude is the rhetoric. So this summer, we were only talking about the tightening global oil supply and how the US will actually soft land despite the aggressive Federal Reserve monetary policy tightening. Now, well, we start talking about slowing global economies and recession worries and boom, the sentiment turns sour all of a sudden and the oil market is hit by an unexpected sell-off of around 6% in just one session. And oh, well, OPEC decided to maintain actually its oil production strategy when it met this week. So that unchanged uh, production strategy was expected. Saudi Arabia and Russia actually repeated that they will keep their production restrictive to maintain the positive pressure in oil prices. But if global demand cools down and if volumes fall, well, each of them, both Saudi and Russia, will be tempted to increase their profits by selling more oil at a cheaper price. So this is a kind of U-turn that Saudi Arabia has already done in the past, so it's not impossible. So keep in mind that Saudi Arabia shouldering all alone all the production cuts for OPEC is not written into a law. It could become shaky if market conditions start turning sour. So moving forward, a further fall in US crude toward $80 per barrel level is possible and consolidation within the $80 to $85 range actually seems reasonable to me. So this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading